Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez. And for those of you who follow me on Instagram, you're probably wondering, hmm, I thought Christine was taking a break from Tuesday podcasts. <laughs> and that was my intention. And even now, I think that I'm approaching Tuesday podcast very loosely. If I wake up and I have time and I want to share something, I'm going to record but you guys can always rely on the Friday podcast. That's the podcast that I'm very committed to happening consistently with the expansion of the patron page and what I'm doing on that platform, what I'm planning to do with that platform. It just is time consuming and I'm investing a lot of time and energy into it. So I'm just trying to feel out where I want to direct my energy. But I was having a conversation with someone yesterday, actually, we were talking about Vedic astrology. And they were saying I have two friends, and they're both born in the same month, they're, bo they're born two days apart, and they act completely differently. And I've always wondered as to why that is. And so I started explaining, well, in Vedic astrology, this is a lunar-based system. So first of all, please remember I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer. And if you would like to calculate your birth chart, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and chart to calculate your Vedic sidereal birth chart, which uses the astronomically precise placement of the planets at the moment of your birth. And so anyway, we were talking about how this could be. And this can often be confusing, I think, in both Western and Vedic systems. And because I've spent so much more time studying Vedic sidereal astrology, I will answer for the Vedic system. But the Vedic system is a lunar-based system. This means that the position of the moon is going to be much more prominent and important than the position of the sun. And even beyond that, looking at the rising sign is going to give us so much information into how this person is going to be, how their life will be set up, and information on their personalities and their approach to the world. And so something that is important to remember is that the sun stays in a sign for an entire month. Okay, so if we're using sun sign, we're essentially saying that everyone born in this month is going to act the same, which is kind of difficult to imagine, right? The moon sign, the moon stays in a sign for about two and a half days. Then we go beyond that and look at the nakshatra that the moon was in, which is about a day. And the rising sign changes every two and a half hours. So now we're looking at much more precise times, okay? So let's just take, for example, May 5th. In the Vedic sidereal chart, May 5th would be sun in Aries. Everyone born in that month is going to have sun in Aries. But we zoom in on the moon, and the moon, which is traveling much quicker than the sun, happens to be in the sign of Virgo for two and a half days. So anyone surrounding those two and a half days, their moon may be in Leo, their moon may be in Libra. Okay, but then let's say for this woman, for instance, who I was talking to, she's saying I have friends, they were born a day apart, 
within two days, they were born a day apart, and they act totally differently. Even if their moon sign happens to be in Virgo, it falls in that window where it's the two and a half days that the moon is transiting a sign, their moons will be very likely in different nakshatras, okay? If you want to learn more about nakshatras, you can listen to my nakshatra series. So for one person, the moon may be in chitra, where for the other person, the moon may be in hasta. They're two completely different nakshatras. And then within those two days, we want to see what the rising sign is, which changes two and a half hours, giving us an, in an incredible array of what people could end up being like. We could have someone whose sun is in Aries, moon is in Virgo, in Chitra with an Aquarius rising. We could have someone, sun in Aries, moon in, um, what was a uh, Hasta, as a Gemini rising. These are two completely different people because then we're also going to say, well, for the Gemini rising with moon in Virgo, this is happening in the fourth house, meaning their moon is in Virgo in the fourth, whereas for the Aquarius rising, their moon is in Virgo in the nakshatra of Chitra in the eighth house. Totally different charts, totally different people. This is why the sun sign astrology is very surface level and leaves things very vague. We always want to search deeper. And so if someone ever asks you at a party, you know, if you're studying Vedic sidereal astrology and you're, you're sharing at a party that you study astrology and someone's like, well, I'm a Libra, so tell me about my sign. Your response can be, well, in order to really tell you anything, I'd have to see your full birth chart. I'd have to see your rising sign. I'd have to see your moon sign. Text your mom. Give me your birth time. I'll do your full chart and let you know <laughs> what your moon sign and rising sign, the placement of your moon, may say about you. And so there are some other things to be mindful of when using signs to identify with, right? And and without a doubt, signs can tell us a lot about our personality, about events that will happen in our lives. This is a tool of self-inquiry and self-discovery, okay? In my opinion, Vedic astrology is a way to illuminate qualities about ourselves, patterns we may have, karmic implications, so that we can gain more awareness and insight into these things, maybe put name to these things, so that we can actively work to heal ourselves and transcend this karmic imprint given to us from birth, okay, trying to break the karmic cycles. So it's a lot deeper than just you know, cancer is emotional and moody, right? We really want to be mindful about overly identifying with the signs or casting judgment on the signs and giving blanket terms for the signs, um, such as, well, you know, I'm always friends with Gemini and I always hate Sagittarius, okay? And 
there could be a reason for that. There could be a way to rationalize in your chart using synastry as to why you always like sun in Geminis. You know, people often have these patterns where there is a month that they're often attracted to. And it could be because of the synastry in your chart. If you have Venus in the sign of Gemini, then yeah, it's some good synastry to have someone with sun in Gemini, especially if the sun is close to the degree that your Venus is in. Okay, so there is some rationality to that. But to have the blanket term of, oh, well, I met a Scorpio once and I couldn't stand them and now I hate Scorpios and they can't be trusted because they're so mysterious and sneaky. That is really um, being unfair, in my opinion. And Scorpios are, and I'm using Scorpio as an example because I feel like they catch a lot of heat. Scorpio is one of the most spiritual and transformational signs in the Zodiac. Their capacity for transformation and spirituality is you know, you it's going to be hard to compete with them in those ways. And it's really important to respect each of the signs for their strengths and to understand the strengths of each of the signs and not, um, you know, throw a blanket term onto an entire month's worth of time. Because when you're saying I don't like Scorpios, don't like Scorpio suns, that's an entire month of people who possess all of these different complexities within their charts that we've been discussing, their rising sign, their moon sign, etc. So these are just some things to take into account and to be aware of. The other thing to be aware of is that all of us are comprised of all 12 zodiac signs. When we look at a birth chart, every single person has all 12 houses, they have all 12 zodiac signs somewhere in their chart. They have all of the planets. Each person that we come into contact with is an expression of the divine cosmic forces. And I cannot imagine anything more amazing than that. So when we're interacting with one another, please be mindful not to judge anyone from their sun sign. Don't judge anyone without... Um, truly knowing this person or taking the time to truly investigate their chart. And if you're newer to astrology, be really mindful about judging someone based on their astrological chart. This is a mistake that I certainly made earlier in my astrological years when I was first studying astrology. Um, it takes years of experience to really be able to see and interpret and understand a chart. And so I would really encourage everyone to leave that out of the equation when you're making judgment about others. Get to know other people, watch their behavior, really contemplate how they make you feel, <laughs> how you feel in their presence, how they communicate with you. And then maybe if you feel confident in your ability not to judge them on their birth chart, you can take a peek at their birth chart. The final thing that I'll say um, on this topic is overly identifying with a sign for yourself can also be something that you want to be mindful of, okay? Because remember, you could have your moon in Aquarius and then have four planets in Capricorn or three planets in Taurus. So there are many signs at play that are expressing themselves through you, not just one sign. And please don't use your sign 
as an excuse not to take personal responsibility. I have seen this where people will be like, well, you know, I'm a Leo, so I act this way and I can't help it. As I mentioned earlier, in my opinion, the study of astrology is a way to illuminate qualities about ourselves to bring more awareness to them so that we can heal and break patterns, not necessarily a way to excuse ourselves from evolving and taking personal responsibility. So that is something else to be really mindful of. To end this podcast, I'll just say the final few ways of deciphering Western and Vedic astrology. Vedic astrology is a lunar-based system. We're going to pay close attention to the position of the quickly moving moon. And Vedic astrology accounts for the precession of the equinox using the very precise astronomical placement to look at a birth chart. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you learned something new and feel inspired to look at all of the signs within your birth chart and the planetary placement in your birth chart to see how many signs are really getting activated and um, expressed in your chart. If you'd like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga to schedule yourself. Please follow me on Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast. And I would love to see you on my transforming Patreon page, patreon.com slash astrology now podcast again my name is christine this is astrology now thank you so much 